Hello, welcome to our podcast. Hi, it's Jen. And hi, it's Tim. Um, man, what a what a past couple of weeks we've had. Been dealing with a lot of emotional stuff, and you know, going in our normal routine of choosing our podcast topic because we have seventy on the queue right now, and we think we're going to do one, and then all of a sudden something changes and it it pops in, and this week is no different. Um, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit heavier of a topic, a little bit of a hard hitter. And the topic is going to be truth. Um, along with that, there is a little bit of synchronicity. Um, we've been dealing with a lot of conversations, talking about truthfulness and being open and honest, um, and some pretty pretty hard topics. And then, lo and behold, we get an email from our Tai Chi instructor who sends us out a, a little statement or a quote. And uh, this one just really just happened to come at the right time and really just hit hard. Um, so I'm not exactly sure who the quote is from, um, who to give credit to, but the, <clears throat> the actual quote is, Truth spoken is a gift given. Truth withheld is more than a gift denied. It is an arrow aimed at the heart. It has been said that the truth hurts. But the exact opposite is true. No truth is too hurtful and no lie is harmless because every truth opens your heart to another and every lie separates it. Yet know this, the way you say your truth can be hurtful. So speak your truth, but soothe your words with peace. Yeah, man. (laughs) The first thing that I think of when I read that is daggers. And it's like, mm. you know, people can just throw them in such hateful and yeah. hurtful ways. And a lot of times when that comes out is it's it's a feeling that they're going through or an emotion that they're feeling that's, you know, just intensified by whatever's taking place. But a lot of times those words are not truthful. Yeah. They're just... They're ad- the truth is added with some pain. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's mistaken. You know, we use that word like what, blatant honesty or... Um, you know, something, do you know what, what I'm talking about? Like that quote, that's like so strong about truth, but I feel yeah. like it's, um, you know, that is the added pain yeah. of the person. Yeah. Like blunt. Blunt. That's it. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I understand that. And that, that's that part where we, we look inside of ourselves and we, we see so many things happening and there's so much pain and it's our words that really come out. Are we speaking the truth or are we speaking lies or are we speaking rationalizations? Yeah. And that's... And, you know, you had brought up a really good point right when we were talking about, you know, opening up and preparing how we were going to do the podcast about how, you know, your younger self, mm. the truth of your younger self is so different than the truth of this current version yeah. of yourself. And I was like, wow, yeah, it really was sinking in. Um you know, I I do not have a good relationship with truth. Yeah. And this is something that, um, you know, I had opened up to and said, you know, recently with you, um, but more more recently with a friend on a Sunday, last Sunday, which was the day before <laughs> our Tai Chi. Um, and this friend happens to be in the Tai Chi class as well. So it was just funny because after I read the email, um, of course, I, I text my friend and said, oh, our phones are bugged. <laughs> <laughs> and we both got such a chuckle about it because, you know, I said, either there's some synchronicity going on or, you know, our phones are bugged. And uh, it, it was just really funny. And I won't go on to all the other things that we were saying. But, um, but yeah, so that that is a, is a conversation that my friend and I were having Um after our group, our group coffee talk last week, yeah. and you know, we were, you know, I was just opening up and saying how I didn't have a good relationship with truth, and it's it's hard for me because of so many things. There's so many realizations that come into place. You know, I don't feel like I'm a liar. 
you know in fact I think most of my life I've been too blatantly honest is that it or bluntly Mm. honest you know where my words mixed with my pain because I have so much pain and I wasn't processing any of my pain or even understood what that meant for so long um, that it would come out with my truth there wasn't any you know connection or understanding of what that truth was also the intention of that truth of what yeah. that was going to do to the other person you know so there was real problem with that you know yeah. for me and it took yeah. me so long to understand that so you know once I started to kind of you know mature and understand and really be so much more than just about me now I'm really seeing and connecting with you know the other people around me you know, I I feel like it's almost like I have that opposite shutdown now. Yeah. You know, where yeah. forget about that, you know, that that total truth. Like I'm I'm scared to share of, you know, my words because I am so afraid of of disappointing the other person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean that's part of it, you know. I'm just in that process of trying to figure it out, so I'm not completely there. I think there's a lot to it. Um and I'm still working on it, but I don't think that myself is a liar, but like, I have a hard time saying like, I don't want to do this particular thing, say mm-hmm. when somebody asks me to do it, you know? So I'll say, oh, I have this or I have that, you know? And, and I always, you know, feel like I'm using truth to answer questions or to do what I'm doing it's not like I'm out and out lying right so here we are there's this gray muddy murky area of truth um you know but at the same time you know on the other side of that is this blunt truth that you could say right I don't want to do that yeah I don't want to do that that is so hard for me to say Mm -hmm. a lot of times that happens in when I change my mind so you know because of everything that I go through you know especially with my physical health um you know of course that's all tied into mental health it's all the whole body but a lot of times I, I have these physical symptoms that make it really hard for me I'm chronically tired I go through a lot of you know times where I'm I'm really feel horrible and so if I commit to something and I do want to do it, I absolutely have all this energy to do it. And then the time comes, you know, to do it and I change my mind. Yeah. I'm not feeling up to it. I'm feeling like I took on too much that week. And, you know, I try so hard to plan out my days, my weeks, my months to around what I plan on having out there. And sometimes it just doesn't, you know, work out that yeah. way. And, you know, and, um, and I'll have a really hard time in those moments just saying, you know, I'm not up to doing this or I need to choose myself. Yeah. You know, so I can see how that might transfer to somebody else, you know, because I'm not saying I have changed my mind. I don't want to do this now. That just thinking about that. Yeah. It's just like I get a total freeze and shut down. Um, so is that a lie? I, I understand it. It's that like that part that I brought up about the people pleasing, you know, where, you don't want to let somebody down your feelings have changed about a situation or you've had a flare-up and you have you know the inability to do it now how do you express that and then how is that going to impact you me growing up i had the rationalization aspect where it was whatever took place you could turn the narrative around so that the words that were coming out were per se the truth that's what i'm doing that's you know so it's like (laughs) i'm rationalizing the truth but i'm saying that i'm not out and out lying yeah you know but i'm also not sharing all yeah of the truth now you know when this got brought up on in our class um you know and everybody shares a little bit and there was quite a bit shared it seemed to me you know that it was leaning towards the fact of if you're not telling the complete truth you're lying. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that is hard for me. It's hard for me to think of myself as a liar. Um, yeah. My relationship with truth is extremely difficult. And I know I've talked about this before. Um, if you listen to any of the other podcasts, but, um, you know, growing up in a home where you're a parent, you know, one of your parents is a compulsive liar. Yeah. And that is the best way that I know how to describe it, where there was so much 
just out and out lies. Yeah. I mean, and this is different. You know, this is like real, real out and out lies that didn't make any sense to me. Um, multiple and, you know, over and over again in a, in a pattern that just my world never seemed safe because I yeah. had, there was no connection to truth. So when one of your parents, you know, and that was her protection, you know, in this case, it was my mother. Um, I don't know with my father. I mean, I didn't know him as well. There was only a few years. I would say he was more of a blunt truth teller where he said he only hit my mother when she deserved it. So that's how he served up his mm-hmm. truth. <laughs> okay. To give up, you know, so he, he was, you know, different, but there was definitely times when he would, um, would rationalize his truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That I can remember for sure. But I would, you know, say with my, in the situation with my mother is that this was a perpetual pattern and it was a lot of times things that made no sense. And I think that's how yeah. she made it okay because yeah. she had to lie about some really big stuff. And I yeah. give the compassion to her for that. I understand the pain of having to live with with things that are so horrendous yeah, that yeah. you can't take on that pain. You have to do something with it. And I think in the case with, you know, why that she got to this pattern of perpetually lying was to help her with these lies that she just had no choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, she That's how she had to carry her life. You know, that, that was her her survival. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This is my thoughts of why she, you know, maybe had to lie about things that didn't make any sense. Like the air outside is, you know, really heavy, but it's not, you know, like things that just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Inconsequential stuff that didn't matter either way, but the lie was, came up. It was just things that just seemed so strange and it was all the time. I mean, this was such a pattern, you know, like she would say, Oh, you know, I could watch, you know, my daughter when I was going to work and then I'd go to drop her off and I would see her upstairs moving the curtain and she wouldn't answer the door. Yeah. You know, there was just such a pattern of just really crazy, strange behavior and there was never truth attached. Yeah. You know, there was never any resolve that had truth attached. So, and that was how I lived my whole childhood. So I can understand how that would impact your feelings of lies now. Yeah, so I do not have a good relationship with truth. I'm just being honest. And it started out that way. That's how my life started, that I watched the people around me lying to each other. Yeah. You know? And at a certain age, believe me, I did question. Yeah. And that is when it even got worse for me. You know, when my reality was continued to be denied over and over and over again. And that's when my anxieties, my nervous system was so overacting yeah. for so long. Um, and then, of course, starting, you know, with the early adolescence of acting out. So um, so my relationship with truth is based in that place. Mm-hmm. It's so, already extremely, yeah. I don't have a place to go back to, Yeah, you know, when I think about it. I want to develop it now as the person that I am now. And sometimes when I think about it, I feel like I get to a shutdown. Yeah. Like a dorsal vagal. Yeah. You know, because it's so overwhelming to me to find a good place to sit. Um, it's just so strange. I know that, you know, everybody's truths are their own. Yeah. And that there's multiple truths and multiple yeah. realities and that we can, you know, that we're okay with that. And I'm working through it slowly. Um, when I get to my own self and my own truth, I have a really hard time sharing my own truth. It's so guarded. It's so in there. And, you know, when it comes to telling the truth, say, in just the terms of, you know, like I explained to be able for me to say to my friend, say, who said, you know, do you want to do this and let's hang out or let's do something, um, is very hard for me to just show up with the bluntness yeah because i feel like that bluntness is going to disappoint the other person or it just it just feels so hard for me like like there's two edges of the sword yeah you know so the two edges of the sword are the truth and i just go around the back sides of the swords you know like the sides the edges yeah not the the edge yeah the the sides of the actual sword (laughs) you know it's it's funny and that's the muddy area because there's that truth you know like i don't feel like a liar but at the same time i can see 
that you can serve truth with grace, you know, like what was said in the, in the quote. And I, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm yeah. really trying to figure that out. I think there's a, you know, as, as the quote goes to speak the, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You know, so the, help you God. So help you God. You know, and there's Let's put that, the fear of God yeah, in there too. Exactly, we were both yeah. raised Catholic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that, a whole other podcast. That's that bluntness that you were, you know you were talking about. You know, you grew up in in an environment that there was a lot of lies. That the, you know that you it was very hard to tell. You know, lies the truth were my reality. Just, yeah, exactly. Yes, it really so, messed me up. And still to this day, I suffer. So now you being a, you know your own individual person. You want to give all the truth, and and I think this is what you were talking about about the blunt the time. bluntness that you yeah. you know for the longest time you led into that way, but you've also spoke so many times about how the bluntness has caused pain and suffering. So much pain, you know. So much like pain. you just got done explaining the story with your your sister, and you know when she climbed up as a child, and yeah. you know her getting the beating. You know, I think I don't know if you mentioned on another podcast, but on the playground when you told the one girl that her friends were making yeah. fun of her and talking yeah. about her, yeah. and it led to an environment of pain and suffering. So for much you. pain when it comes to me sharing my truth yeah. and my life. So for me, this topic is so is really coming from a place rooted in, you know, part part of my journey. I feel is is trying to figure this out for myself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Grace. So thank you for bringing that up. But absolutely, these are things that happened to me when I was so young. Yeah, you know, so your formative years. My formative of years. Dealing. So my reality in a whole was always looking at the people that I depended on to care for me and that I was mentalizing how to become a person yeah. were just lying all the time. Yeah. Um, so that that is where it started. And then when I was trying to figure out, you know, just being a regular person and going through the, per- the things that you do when you're a child and you're just looking at the world, using the instincts that I was born with. So yeah, yeah. sharing a story about me, you know, telling on my sister who, you know, had climbed up on the bed and then ruined my art that I was making with my building of blocks yeah. or whatever. And then my, you know, my father, you know, ripping her down and, you know, taking her clothes off and, and really beating her. And it was so traumatic for me. You know, that, that was me trying to figure out when do I share the truth, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, that really impacted me. And then the time on the playground, which I want to say was, it was, be, it was maybe, th- no, third grade. Maybe it was third grade. It could have been second grade. I'm just, because I know what playground it was. And I don't, you know, like I moved around to so many different places, so many schools. And I I was in Vermont in fourth grade. So it was definitely third grade or earlier. um, Because I only spent half a third grade there. That I was telling a girl on the playground that I had heard a whole bunch of other girls talking about her. And she was definitely one of the girls that was more popular because she had a lot of money. Um, and she definitely had a lot of, um, confidence that she developed in herself, um, for whatever reason, but it was definitely the confidence that came with a very, um, like a mean girl attitude. She wasn't kind. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, me as this young girl trying to fit into group and really just trying to figure out how to, you know, make friends and be a friend. And, you know, I didn't know, I, I told her that all these girls were talking about her thinking, well, maybe I would be able to get myself in this group and be accepted by this girl right and quite the opposite happened where she found these girls they all came it was just me and she said with all of them right next to her looking at me with the smiles on like they didn't say anything about me and you made that all up and you know now I was hated by everybody yeah yeah so here's another you know you know example of how as a young child this is before the age of like eight years old you know and that I'm trying to find my you know, place in the world of sharing a truth. So I guess it kind of does make sense when I think, you know, how, what a difficult relationship I had with truth and why, Yeah. you know, the idea that I was always trying to use my truth in my world and it was just hurting me, Yeah. you know, but being so, so instinctually against fighting for my own reality with my mother yeah. and wanting my truth to be real yeah. You know, and using that blunt truth with all of my mixed up pain, mm-hmm. you know, and not realizing, you know, what I was doing and like hurting the people and how that, you know, that didn't work out very well, you know, and now feeling so shut down about it yeah. where like ultimately and ideally what I feel for myself would be that I could find the strength, courage and, you know, emotional 
security in my own self to trust myself and my truth to be shared with the people around me without fear. Yeah. You know, to be able to say to my friend, you know, I've changed my mind and I just don't have that in me today to do (sighs) it. You know, I really am, you know, I'm sorry that I had said that I was going to do it at this time and now I just don't feel like doing it. You know, I hope you'll understand, you know, I, and that seems so easy to do right now. Yeah. And I really do feel like I try. And I'm not kidding when I say I try, I try. Um, I think there is a complexity of PTSD with me, you know, when I deal with certain things that my monkey mind understands really, really well. But it's very hard for me to, you know, get the, you know, mix it into the actual person, the groundedness of who I am, the spiritual part, the you know, the soul of me. Yeah. Because I'm still protecting myself with the monkey mind always. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like 98.8. I don't know why I picked that, but <laughs> percent protecting myself. <laughs> but I think <laughs> With the monkey mind, you yeah, know? And, yeah. And, the, and it's like the only, that, that point whatever percent, like that's what I'm allowing everybody else and the rest of the world in, you know, but me internally, I'm the only one that I give access to. Yeah. My you know, my soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we talked about this with me and you, so yeah, I know I, you get it. You get me. I, no, well. I totally understand it. And you know, it's, it, I think there's this like big, there's this difference between, you know, being autonomous when you're growing up and, you know, really having that power, the overprotective or the underprotective, yeah. you know, as we had talked, because, yeah. you know, I grew up in, in an environment where, I mean, there was lies constantly but they weren't outright lies. It was more rationalizations and yeah. you know making your your narrative appropriate. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things that it's like my parents would never lie to me. Yeah. You know, it's like the church would never lie to me. It's like yeah. these are the things that my mind would would go and yeah. I'd be stuck in that. And that's kind of one of the things you know that that I've always had. And you know, when we first got together. In my head, it's so funny. The one thing that I used to say to you is, you know, I used to say this to the boys all the time. You have your name and you have your word. Yeah. You know, those are the two things that define you from everybody else. Yeah. Um, But when in actuality, when I sit down and I break it down to the actual feelings, the amount of lies that I say and do when you look at the reality of what a lie is well we lie to ourselves 100 percent. and this is why it's hard for me to understand you know this is why another reason why my relationship with truth is so hard because we all lie to ourselves yeah yeah so whose truth is really the truth yeah you know it's that part of asking do you want to go here oh yeah sure absolutely Okay, but do you really want to go there? <laughs> I you, know, you I could know, be lying like, to myself in that moment, Exactly, right? it's like yeah. taking that pause, you know, and you, you've said it so many times where you'll ask me to do something and you know that I'm a people pleaser and you know that I lie on a regular basis and then you'll say, but do you really want to go or would you yeah. rather, you know, stay and do and something every else? Once in a, it's funny that you bring that up because every once in a while and especially lately because we're in a, you know, a very good place of our process right now together with the work yeah. that we're doing together. Um, I've said that, like, I've, I've just stopped after like an automatic answer from you and like, you know, said, Hey, Hey, like get your attention. Like, you want to dig a little deeper? And you have. And I was like, Whoa. (laughs) So there's a truth underneath the truth. Right. And it's not like I ever think that you're lying to me in that moment. Because uh, listen, you know, nine out of 10 times, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that I did not enjoy myself when we have gone and done something. Yeah. I've enjoyed the experiences. I've enjoyed the area. So in the moment when you're saying, yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah. You know, you're you're being truthful, right? But it took just a few steps away from that and going, hey, do you want to dig a little deeper? And then you go to a place that's like, wow, okay, we really need to do this other thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe I really don't want to do that. But it's like, you know, in my my head, the truth is... I have enjoyed myself doing these things yeah. and I want to I want to enjoy myself again but in when the reality comes in and I take that moment and that pause to take a look and it's so like that, yeah, that means you know me. in reality 
what I want to do is this so that I can, you know, take care of this. And I enjoy myself with that as well. So what I was thinking about is that truth has depth. Truth has depth. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So there's the truth. There's that one layer of truth, but then there's this other truth, but then the, the other layer, the more depthful layer of truth negates the first truth. Yeah. So is that a lie? Well, you know, I don't know. I, that's a that's a really good question. I, I don't think that it's a lie because on one plane or another, there's a factual basis behind it that there there is a truth. Um, but you, you're right. It, so it's like, say, say you go out and somebody tells you a fact from their belief and you go out and you say something in accordance to what this person had explained to you. To you in your head, that's the truth because so-and-so said so and you have knowledge to back it up. So-and-so told me this, so this is the situation. When in actuality, like we had talked about Mm. the gas and the uh, sugar in the gas tank. Yeah. My parents always told me that whenever sugar gets into a gas tank, it'll blow it up and you're you're dead. You got to drop the tank and do this and do that. (laughs) You know, and it's like we we go and we actually do research and, you know, on Mythbusters, it was denounced. It's a myth that, you know, it doesn't do anything. We went through this phase probably about 10 years ago of debunking all of the lies that we had been told by our parents and our grandparents. And it was traumatic. You know, were they? Like mostly all of them were lies. Yeah. But then again, were they lies? Were they lies? Or was it the truth of the knowledge of what they were taught and told by whomever? You know, and they were they were telling the truth as to what their ability was yes. in that moment. So yeah. now let's go back to my story with my mother. Yeah. You know, is her lies lies if she has really made it that that was her protection? Yeah. And this has continued. Yeah. She, I mean, this yeah. is she continues to the day. Um, is it a lie or is she just giving the answer that is what her brain is, is able to give? Yeah. It's very hard for me when I think about truth, honestly. I, I hear you. It's very hard. So I was thinking about something more direct, right? Something that came up recently where a friend had said, how is this other friend doing? Right? And the person said, oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen that friend in years. I haven't seen that friend in years. Okay. But yet, the other friend said they talk all the time. Yeah. Right? So, now is that just a complete lie? Can we just agree that that's just a complete lie? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it's... I think that that is is a, a, a complete lie because it's not... You know, you're not basing it on on a even if it's a temporary fact, you're basing it on it's it is a lie because that one person saw the other person, yeah, and they communicate it, yeah, but told somebody else that they didn't see them. That they haven't. That's seen an out and outright lie. So, and then this is this and this is me just yeah. showing up as myself right now and already explaining that I have an extremely complicated relationship with truth. My brain wants to go to, you know, well, that person could mean it in the way of they haven't seen the person that they know as for years because now they're a different person. Like, there's so much rationalization. And that's and that's exactly it. It's, you know, but I think what it is, is it goes on the given concept that the person is asking, have you seen so and so? That's like, have you laid eyes on it? So on that person. who's truth, right? Well, that's exactly it. It's, is truth open to interpretation? What do you think, Tim? Oof. I know. I always give you these loaded questions yeah. when we're live on our podcast. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would have to say yes, you know, because if you, you take a look at the Big Bang Theory and you take a look at Scientology and, and Adam and Eve with the church and everything, people believe in truths that they have been you know they believe in you know some people believe in science some people believe in faith and that's mm-hmm. a very hard one to really go back and forth with i mean it, it's it's very and we've had this conversation even so far as science yeah science is open for discussion because it's not necessarily black and white mm-hmm. it depends on who does the criteria and who puts the information the data in and the level of consciousness. Yeah. And we were talking about that this morning about, yeah. you know, science today and what it represents is is to only to a level of consciousness of whoever's creating that specific yeah. 
study yeah. that specific, you know. So when we look back in time at science and what science said was great <laughs> yeah, to the level of consciousness that we all had, you know, we need to think about that. So our consciousness makes a difference in the truth, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's level of consciousness is different. And if you look at a collective conscious of where we were way back and where we are today, I think we can all agree that there is a level going forward. 100%. Consciousness. Yes. I mean, this is something that we're all doing. And then there's this collective conscious that's, you know, in, in my belief and understanding, like a wave forward. Yeah. And we're part of that right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's that's that part, you know, it's, it's I was going to get into a, a deeper question. All right. Well, we'll do that right after the break because I right. just need to take a quick break. That sounds great. <laughs> we'll be right back and we'll see what Tim's deeper question is. Hi, we're back. Uh, so we had to take a little bit of a break because it's going to be a little bit of a deeper question for you now. As to moving forward, there's the, the Thomas Jefferson quote about taking a petticoat from a seven-year-old and putting it on a 21-year-old adult. That It's not good. Where is the truth change? Is the truth for a child the same as it is for an adult? So let's let's just hear me out on this one. It's a little bit a little bit tough, and we have had conversations and talked about this in the past. Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Here we are, speaking of a fictitious environment. Is it a lie? It's a fucking lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my French. I know I don't curse a lot. This might be the. I don't know. Is this the first? Maybe. Fuck on this podcast. I think we said we'll bleep that one out, but I, mean, I think we might have yeah. left it in there. Um, no, that is a fucking downright lie. Like this, this is obviously a sensitive subject for me. Yes. So I'm gonna have to try to keep my cool over here and let you yes. speak, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So I will. I will take the reins back real quick <laughs> while Jen settles her settles herself down. It, it, it's it is one of those things that we we grew up as children in in church, and you know, don't commit sin, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. But yet here we are going through life, Fucking living lying. a lie, <laughs> lying every day, you know? Um, and, it, and it is hard because it's like, at what point? Now, what are we teaching our children? Because as they get older, 10, 9, 11, whatever the age is that they come to the realization. Yeah, so now all of a sudden, Mom and dad, you lied to me my entire as life. As an adult, you know, and then we're yeah. asking to be told the truth and to tell the truth. But And we are all playing, you know, yeah. like and nobody's standing up and saying this is not okay. I yeah. mean, I, I am. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm not shouting from the mountaintop, but I would. Yeah, <laughs> Just put me on that mountain. <laughs> it, it's 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 a hard it's a hard topic because it is that part of us. There's you know, no way to get to a truthful society, and for me to feel shamed about, you know, this idea that maybe I'm not being totally honest, and how hard it is yeah. for me to maybe be completely honest about maybe when I don't want to go somewhere. When we're being raised in a way where lies are the first thing that we're told. Yeah. Yeah. You know, straight out the gate. That is hard for me. It is hard for me to participate in that, you know, to it. it my idea is that that is just not okay. Yeah. You know, if I was to have children today, you know, and of course, oh, I'm a completely different person. You know, when I started to have children, I was 16 years old, totally immature. I had no idea, you know, how to be a person, let alone, you know, a role model and a mother. And I was maternal in the ways that, thank goodness, protective and loving and, you know, in all those ways, but absolutely no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Yeah. Quite the opposite. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, at one point, and it was way, way, way when my youngest one um, and I think I might have even talked about this on a podcast, but my youngest one was already at that age where he was questioning, you know, I was ready to tell the truth. I was like, I have never wanted to do this, you know, but now I'm here, I'm in my, you know, my thirties, you know, yeah. my thirties at this point. And, um, and it was my oldest child that was like, absolutely not. And, you know, you're going to have to keep going on with this. And I was shocked. I was like, what? the heck is going on here yeah but you know i was part of this just because yeah. i was ready to say give up the lies you know yeah. um you know now of course i see it i i see that more than ever that i have to take responsibility that 
you know, what I did and what I was all those years transferred to their yeah. beliefs, you know? And, um, you know, I, I would not do that again today. You know, if I was to have children as an older person, you know, or the person that I am now emotionally, you know, my emotional intelligence, yeah. I would not take part in lying to any of them, you know, about anything. Yeah. Tooth fairy. Like, no, I don't think that they're the magic of Christmas is a bullshit lie. Yeah. Just telling you that right now. Yeah. That is not the magic of Christmas. That is emotional manipulation and we'll get into that on another, another podcast yeah. <laughs> but that is a lie yeah you know and we're yeah. doing it as parents in a way where we're using emotions yeah. and lies together and that is definitely a manipulation that just yeah. wreaks havoc and wreaks havoc and continues so how do we then rationalize when our kid tells us no like i wasn't out drinking last night and i didn't do this i didn't do that it yeah. was Santa Claus that did it. Yeah, it was Santa Claus. It was the Tooth Fairy. Actually, I saw him going out the back window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we, we did that. We created we that. We did that. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. I, I don't agree with any of it, Tim. Sorry, no, I said I, you should uh, talk, and then I took over yeah. with my... <laughs> can you tell I'm dead set against this? Like, it's, I, you it's know, a it's, sore subject for me. I, I totally understand that, and, and it is that, you know, that emotional manipulation, you know? You have to be good all year long or Santa Claus won't come. Ugh, you know, you have to get to sleep, and I, I think I said this to you yesterday. It was like, I have such a struggle, it's like, I... I am, at, you know, it was, I would say early to bed, but, you know, I, I go to sleep and then I'm in bed and I, I don't, you know, I'm an early riser, yeah. you know, but it was that fact of my parents always tell me about, you know, you have to get in bed and go to sleep, yeah. you know, or Santa Claus isn't going to come, you yeah. know, there's like all these fears and emotions that got, you know, tripped on these, these bunch of lies, lies, you know, lies. And, it, and it's like, where is, what can is, we agree what is that like that is a lie? Wait, I'm just really, which part? I mean, is it a lie when we say to our children, you have to go to sleep or Santa Claus won't come? Well, of course. But they could say it's not a lie because they're Santa Claus. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, that, <laughs> and, well, exactly. Me and my rationalizations. Uh, uh, no, but then, the, but then it goes into the fact of setting boundaries and setting different things where you say go to bed or Santa Claus isn't going to come. They're up anyway. They're rotten throughout the course of the year. It's like, <laughs> whose determination is it? It's like truth is in the eye of the beholder. Truth is in the eye of the beholder. You know, and it's, yeah. and it's that part of, you know, and, and it is it is hard because then it comes to that blunt truth because now you have a bunch of five and six-year-olds running around telling kids that Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, and it's like... Because we have to think of the collective conscious, right? And we have yeah. to think of other people around us and the world yeah. that we're living in right now, today, right here, is to what we believe truth to be. So then you get back into the lies of people pleasing yeah so that you don't hurt somebody else's feelings or put somebody else down or yeah. you know it's it's like you know we we joked about it at tai chi and we've joked about it quite a few you know times about the fact of the first thanksgiving that we got together and you had <laughs> you know an outfit on we had you know several different colors and it was like you, should, you asked said, me how did i look i said you, you look, look like, like a, a turkey, turkey. <laughs> And it's like, oh man, maybe oh, it's like that. I wasn't, loved your blunt honesty. Yeah, but it was just. I really did. I was attracted to your blunt honesty, even though it made me very uncomfortable. Yes, Tim. yeah. But I loved it, and I and, hey, I mean, I'm making a realization, you know, because that made me feel safe. Yeah. It was totally okay with me that you said that, and yeah. I actually I remember changing and loving the outfit that I wore. Yeah. I never wore that sweater again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it but, did have all the colors of like yeah. a, a turkey feather. It, it, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like that first image that came to my head is that little turkey that I made up in school like with the it. rust color it did. and the, it looked yeah. just like it. Um, you know, but it was like, and then of, of course, you know, the our Tai Chi instructor brought up the question about do these jeans make my butt look fat? Oh, that was a and hard like, one. Oh, Every, everybody oofed. At everybody that cringed one. on that. It's like, we oh, all did. how do I answer that? How do I answer that? Yeah. It's like, well, it's not your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you, it's your jeans do not make your butt look fat. It's your butt that makes you, but, you know, it's like, how do you respond to that? It's like, yeah. you know, 
and it's, well, I think that's what it is. So, like, are we looking for the truth when we ask that? Or are yeah. we looking to be validated? validated? Or, you know, is that what we want? Do we want to not look fat? You know, I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. whole other question. But And that's where it comes in with a loaded question. Because yeah. are you looking for validation? Are you looking to be told that you look beautiful? Are you being told? What are you looking for? So the person that's being asked the question has to decipher in that split-second moment as to what, what you're is. looking for. Yeah. Because hard. you could say, no, you look beautiful anyway. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> you know, or it could go a different way. And it's very, yeah. it's very hard because there are many truths to that question. Yeah. There are many truths There's to how to does it, this right? outfit look. Yeah. You know, because I say it to you all the time, you look beautiful. I know, you always do. And then I have to stop you and go, get a little bit more depth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Look a little bit deeper. Is everything okay? You know? Yeah. And then you'll you'll really look. But yeah. I, And I love that about you. I love that you give me that. That it's, it, to me, it feels like unconditional love. So if I really want you to give me, you know, a very specific, does this look good? Is this too short? You know, when I get your attention, you absolutely give it to yeah. me. You absolutely give yeah. it to me. But, you know, on, for the most part, I'm not going to say, I, w- I would not ask you, does this pants make my butt look big? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I don't want to know that truth. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That wouldn't matter to me. You know? It's more is everything in line? Is anything sticking out? Yeah. Is, you know, exactly. And I, and I get that. Exactly. I get that part. And that is that is where it comes into the truth is inside of my head. The truth is inside of my eyes in, in the fact of what is the question or what is the situation and how am I going to respond? Because it is hard, you know, when you, you take a look at it. Um, you know, like a deeper, deeper question, you know, like, you know, um, somebody's going to be passing away and they have, you know, an injury or something like that, you know. Am I going to die? It's like, no, mm. you're going to be fine. You're going to yeah, be okay. that's a really hard one. You know, that's a really hard one. You know, like I go back to that time of asking my mom when she was on the ventilator. You yeah. know, Ma, if we take this out, you know, you're, you're, you know, it was hard for me to say the truth. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think I ever brought myself to say it. It was more like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And she shook her head yes. Yeah. You know, because she couldn't speak because she had the ventilator at him. And it was very hard for me to say, Ma, if we take this out, the doctor says you'll you're gonna die shortly thereafter. Do you want us to Do you it? want us to still take it out? Yeah. And I couldn't ask that question. No, I I but this, it was, this is a really good thing to bring up and I just wanna give you so much love in there. I know that that's a you know, that's been a hard subject for you to keep processing and working through. Yeah. And I completely understand that. I mean that makes so much sense. You know, I yeah. mean, how do you give grace in that moment to yourself? and yeah. to your mother yeah, and, and yeah. to the family members. And I think, you know, what stands out to me, you know, about that story with you is that, you know, you were put in that situation where you were like almost forced to yeah. do that. And then you had to determine what truth yeah. to share. Yeah. And that was very hard for you. That should have been, in my opinion, your father's job. Yeah. And because he wasn't able to do it, you became the father yeah. of your father in that yeah. moment. So where is that? Where is that truth? Yeah. Where is that part? You know, it's just it's because it, trying to find grace, which is the last yes, part of the yeah. you know the Tai Chi you know um, email, trying to find grace and truth sometimes almost seems impossible. Yeah. You know, t- where do you, how do you find grace for both of those you and exactly. your mother in that situation? Exactly. It's really really hard. Yeah. You know, and, it, and so it goes back down to that aspect of truth is a very complicated word. Yeah. And it really has so many variables, so many moving parts. Are we, and then this is the other thing too, are we speaking the truth, you know, out of vindictiveness, out of maliciousness? Mm-hmm. Now we're talk, kind of like thinking about intent, intent yeah. with truth. You living know, an intentional life going up to somebody and letting them you know saying something to them it's like oh well your your mother never liked you anyway yeah you know i mean it might have been the truth might have been the truth but but it, what's the intention behind the exactly. truth to hurt that person so yeah. you can use truth to help yeah. and you can use truth to hurt yeah you know and it's that it is that grace and it is that the intent is such a good word and it is so huge with so many different things yeah but when it comes down to speaking your truth and you know where it impacts other people 
is where that grace comes in. Yeah. And that's that that really level space to be able to say, I can have my truth, but I don't need to speak it out loud. Yeah. Or I don't need to express it here in this open forum. Oh, that's like something that you said to me. Do you remember, Tim? It was so impactful. It was Just because you can say something ooh, doesn't, doesn't mean you mean have, have to. to say something. You used to, you said this to me way back. So when I was growing myself emotionally out of my like two-year-old stage when we first got together, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know. I, I feel like I was less than one, like less than zero because there was, I was coming back and unpeeling so many unhealthy yeah. layers but oh, I, can I used to back blah, blah 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 all the time right so that more of like what i was saying i used to lean so much to that blunt honesty and of yeah. course my truth and my honesty at that time was coming from a very skewed version of myself yeah. it was a skewed perception because i was living in a world where i you know was told about santa claus and an easter bunny and this is what families are supposed to be and yeah. there was it was really hard for me to figure out what reality yeah was even true yeah it, it it that's another thing you know i mean yeah. to even understand what what is truth because my truth was rooted in all sorts of things that weren't what i yeah. believe now yeah right but i used to go blah 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 all the time and that was something that you said to me and it was one of those aha moments yeah. because i i mean it it just took yeah it hit it took and that stayed with me and that's a really good point yeah yeah. We don't always have to say everything that we think is truth. Yeah, because it's on <laughs> our mind, because somebody is speaking something, it's, you know, but there, there, there comes that point where, you know, it's, it's hard. And in the same breath, you know, we don't want to enable, you know, so it's like I'm thinking to that aspect of speaking truth. Right. And this is something that just it just came into my into my head. The aspect of somebody is expressing a story to you. And it is their truth. Mm -hmm. All right. Just because you can say something doesn't mean that you have to say something. However, what they're putting out there is just building momentum inside of their world. So people that they're associated with who don't know the full story. Yeah. Where they might say something to you, you know, one time, two time, but they put it out on social media. Yeah. And all these people see oh, man, this, this is a good and part think, of truth. Yeah. whoa, my yep. God, oh, poor you, poor yep. you, poor you. Yep. But in when reality is his, that person's portion of truth, truth. Yeah. rather than a full story yep. that, of course, doesn't get put out there. This is such a good point that you're bringing up to you, Tim, because it makes me think of like the whole bandwagon, you know, idea that I went through as well. And a lot of this had to do with that, you know, because I used to be the first one to jump on a bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And this has a lot to do with my childhood. You yeah. know, it was rooted in me, what I was yeah. comfortable with, because that's how my family worked. So you just, you jump on because it's dysfunction. You jump yeah. on because, you know, you think that you're yeah. going to be included and accepted, you know. So I was just always willing to jump on the bandwagon. And, um, you know, that realization that there was so much truth underneath all of that stuff and how wrong I had been in so many areas yeah. like and then of course just just as uh as I do in so many you know things when I come up with these realizations and I, I really went the other direction like never jumping on another man yeah right? yeah and now instead of you know doing that um you know where I I just believe whatever truth is presented and even though that truth might be truth yeah you know, it's just a small piece of the truth. So when you get more pieces of the truth, it's like, whoa. Yeah, a whole different image. That first little piece of truth shifts so completely. Yeah. To another yeah. dimension. Yeah. So what I do now when I see bandwagons coming across my, we can just say social media. I don't do Facebook at all, but Instagram or something like that, you know, or even just being out in the, community and having somebody you know talk to me about something or reading it in the paper I'm just gonna research and research so I think we talked about this recently I'll watch documentaries different ones on the yeah. same subject yeah. and yeah. some of them are so skewed one direction and some of them are so skewed another direction you're like wow there's a lot of truth somewhere in all of this yeah you know? yeah and it's crazy to me and then like as I'm watching the documentary and if I already watched one say and I see the parts that they deliberately leave out. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. And I know it in my head and I'm watching the, you know, back and forth yeah. of the of getting the people to like on board of whatever that truth is that they're talking about. And I'm like, 
and here I know this other piece of it. And, it, and it's like I, I just take notice of it. But yeah. now there's a different truth in me that yeah. I'm carrying through this because there's more information. Yeah. So yeah. I think truth is really depthful. And it's 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 hard because you you know before you jump onto that so to speak bandwagon, it is very important to know all the information. Now, of course, on an outside situation, you know where there's a documentary, that's easy enough to do a little bit more fact finding. But in in the personal lives where people are saying and doing things, yeah, it's not as easy or readily accessible to get the truth yeah. Yeah. or to get the other person's side of the story. Yeah. So I think that's where the peace and the compassion yeah. comes in oh, understanding yeah. situations, yeah. you know, and not necessarily just jumping on the grab your pitchforks and, and torches yeah. and let's go burn somebody down. Let's yeah. take a closer look and see now. And it's of course, knowing the source yeah. as to where you're getting the, the truth or the story or the facts leading to the truth. I completely, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. I was thinking about, um, you know, the current war um, with Israel and Palestine. And I know that's a, a totally crazy, yeah. huge, and we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. But just thinking about, you know, that that is something that's come up lately where there's a lot of truths being shared. Um, and there's just layers and layers and layers yeah. and layers and layers of truth. Where do you stop? Yeah. You know, I definitely thought about the Braiding Sweetgrass book. Yeah. You know, and I know that you just got finished reading it yeah. too. And now yeah. you're reading Gathering Moss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, but Braiding Sweetgrass, you know, really helped me understand truths too. You know what I mean? There was yeah. a lot in that book that yeah. helped me um, with my relationship with truth. There's a lot there. Um, she did just such a beautiful job. The book is just so amazing in so many ways, but just layers of truth. She shares her truth the entire book. Yes. And yeah. there's just a lot of information there that you can kind of understand, you know, and connect with that. And it's kind of what I was thinking about as she was sharing her truth in that book. It really, it shines light onto so many things that you and I and, you know, what our idea of what truth is living here on yeah. Long Island in the United States is. And her sharing of her truth and her ancestors' truth and her cultural truth, you know, it really, where do we stop yeah. with truth? Yeah. You know, when it comes to Israel and Palestine and, you know, both of their truth and, and what's going on, it's like, it just keeps going. Yeah. You know, because we're always, we're always yeah. rationalizing and just at this country, United States, I mean, we rationalize so much truth, yeah. you know, um, and that continues, and we're all a part of it, and that's something that we can't get away from. Yeah. You know, so even if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in what you know, our country's today, our truth of what we put out there, um, we're still a part of it. Yeah. We're still a part of the truth here, and it's it's layers and yeah. layers and layers because we are sitting on stolen land. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is the truth. This yeah. did happen. Um, and, you know, somewhat it's talked about today in a way, but, you know. Yeah. So there's just so many layers of truth, right? Yeah. And how do we live the complete truth oh, man. <laughs> when we live in a world that's not rooted in truth? We're yeah. literally being taught to live in a way that we can deflect and rationalize. And that's what we stand for. Yeah. So truth is really hard. And it's... um. For me, it's hard personally, but, you know, I'm also expressing in ways that I connect to it and have to connect to it in my world around me, yeah. my family, which I express, but also, you know, my society, my state, my country. Yeah. Yeah. You it's, know, I, I think, I think really the, the basis, um, trying to remember the the quote you know and I'm just going to paraphrase and I don't remember who said it but it was it was the the length at which you can stretch your arm ends where the other person's nose begins hmm. and I know that was completely paraphrased it's not the exact quote okay, but yeah, basically in, in your ability of freedom of truth you know to me 
stops where you could potentially hurt someone else. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think that's that. And we're living in a world that that's all we're ever doing, right? Yeah. We're hurting everybody else. Yeah. So much. When is that not happening? Yeah. It's like we really don't take a close look at what the truth is and how we're impacting. And I mean, if you get into the braiding sweetgrass, it is so much more than just the human life. Yeah. You know? Our environment, our climate, our yeah. culture, our our world, our ecosystem around us is being lied to every single day. Yeah. And it's being trampled on. It's not just, you know, it's like, yeah, it's the human life, but it, it's so much more to yeah. it than that. It's like, where do, where does the truth end? And it's, you know, to me, it's when you really start hurting everything around you. You know, it's, it's, it's that part where you really need to take a look, you know, or vice versa, where the lies, you know, yeah. where the lies end. But it, it's, it's a very hard thought process when you, when you look at it because there are so many truths and it is such a deep, complex situation. Yeah. I think about nature, you know, when, when I was saying about, you know, where are we not hurting, you know? Yeah. each other and yeah. it's like when I'm in nature that makes me feel good yeah. you know although I, you know there is a circle of life there that's going on it's not like there isn't any hurting there isn't any pain yeah but it's um, but the lot it's not yeah. it's truthful yeah. it's not lies right I mean it's it's actually just being in there and witnessing it and being a part of it and understanding I guess the connectedness of it yeah you know because that is where I feel truthful you know I think the really big thing in the quote is the fact that as you speak the truth, you open yourself up to another being. Mm. And it's that openness that you can, the connection, the connection is what the purpose, the purpose of truth is to connect. So we're talking about vulnerability, aren't we, Timothy? Yeah, vulnerability. (laughs) You know we're talking deep when I call you Timothy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's that part of really allowing the insides to come out yeah you know because so many of the truths that we experience on the course of the day are superficial are what we have learned and grown with but it's those truth inside yeah you know that i don't want to hurt anyone else i don't want to inflict pain whether it be physical emotional spiritual i want to be a, a good person of solid moral ethics yeah but once again, it goes the eye, you know, truth is in the eye of the beholder. Is it whose concepts of morals and ethics, you yeah, know? Yeah, because we're born self serving. Yeah. You know, we're born with the instinct to survive in this world. And emotionally, we're so scarred. Yeah. We're so scarred. We're, we're holding so much trauma, generations and generations of trauma as our consciousness evolves yeah this pain you know i'm really happy to be in the place that we are living right now in this day and age this time um you know we are part of something that's so huge this consciousness is just amazing when i look around you know yeah it is um it's incredible yeah and there's a lot of truth there (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and that's that is that part that we do need to stick to our you know because i think truths have such a connection to boundaries and we need to stick to our truths um it, it's important for us to really get in contact with ourselves yeah uh, you know really sit and be present with ourselves so that we could speak our truth yeah and not you know not have to worry so much about hurting other people because it is that truthfulness is is not going to hurt people it's actually the lies that are going to hurt people but it's it's expressing your truth and your being is actually as you had said when i was that way to you it made you feel comfortable and competent safe 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 is the word safe yeah Safe when people that's just the say most incredible word, right? And you don't need to embellish or go any further. I really don't want to go there, but thank you so much for asking. Okay, me. so this is so huge. So when I feel safe, I can be truthful. Yeah. Shit. 
Wow. Fuck, we just figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When you feel safe, the tendency of being more truthful yeah. is prevalent. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, when, even when you and I connect and we can connect on such a deep and incredibly deep level, yeah. it's when I feel safe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When we give each other that space, you know, and we, we work on that in our relationship quite a bit. And it, yeah. it does take work to get there. Um, you know, but that's the beautiful part of it. We're honoring that journey. You know, when I feel safe, I can be very depthfully truthful. Yeah. You know, yeah. the deepest depths of my truth. I hear that. Wow. So safety is definitely a big part. So think back to what I was saying in the beginning. The reason why I can't tell my friend that I've changed my mind or I don't want to do this specific thing or when something comes up is because I don't feel safe. Yeah. You know, and it has nothing to do with my friend yeah. or a friend because I do this with every single friend. It's yeah. not a particular friend. This is every single person I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a yeah. me thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's because I don't oh, feel safe in the world. Yeah. And that's something that I, I pretty much know you know, very well, you know, I could get, being diagnosed with complex PTSD, you know, yeah. because of the stuff that happened in my childhood and, you know, still processing and, you know, being in my process of trying to heal from that. Um, but I don't feel safe in the world, Yeah. you know, and this is a part where, you know, you and I, and when we have gotten closer and a lot of the growth that has come from me and my, you know, my emotional growth and, you know, my ability to face things and the courage is from the safety that I have felt in this relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now I have taken that and I have found the safety in other areas. Yeah. So wow. being able to be truthful to me, and I don't know, you'd have to look within and see what you think and... Maybe you guys out there, you're going to have to let us know what you think. And that'll be the question on the podcast. Yeah. Do you feel that, you know, being safe, you know, is um, a platform for being able to be truthful? This might not be true for all people. Exactly. This is true exactly. for me very specifically yeah. from my unique journey and what I feel. But I'm just, um, I'm curious about how do you I, feel? I could, I could totally understand exactly what you're saying and, and just say yes. Absolutely. You know, it's when I don't feel safe in self or feel safe in my environment. Like, so I remember the time that I was working with my brother on his truck and it was a bolt of lightning that struck where we mm. were. And I came home yeah. and I, you had asked me, did I hear that? And I said, no, I didn't. And then my, my brother called and asked me, you know, about it. Later you know, that like, night. Yeah, that we heard it, you know. And it was like... And the that, volume was up the, and I was sitting yeah. next to you, so I... I heard yeah. it. Yeah. And it was that fact, holy shit, you know, it's like, why? And I thought about it. You yeah. know, when you asked me the question, why would you lie? Because it was... Really this was before we got married. Yeah, yeah. It was an so inconsequential lie and it had nothing to do. But it was that fact of not feeling safe that I didn't stop what I was doing and call you yeah. to ask you if you were okay. Yeah. And I didn't feel safe inside of self, so I could totally understand. Yes, you didn't want to let me down with you. or come off as something yeah. caring. So like I, yeah. in that moment, you lied. And I yeah. know. And you know, I, and that was, interestingly, a good thing that happened to us earlier on because yeah. we processed it you yeah. know, well together. Yeah, yeah. We had a great, um, deep conversation about it. I still yeah. didn't understand completely because I was in the beginning of my journey at that stage. Yeah, well, we both were. You know, I didn't understand fully. <laughs> You know, the whole concept. But, you know, as time went on, and now it makes so much more sense to me that there yeah. was that level of fear inside yeah, of self. Yeah, definitely. You know, that you were going to be angry with me or that yeah. you'd leave me, probably the abandonment wound, which I didn't know anything about then. You know, yeah, so there's yeah. so many things. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so I can right on, get right on board with you and say the same exact thing about that fact of, of when I, that I feel safe in a situation. I'm able to be more open, more vulnerable, more honest so um i guess our time here is coming to an end mm -hmm. um this was a great great conversation yeah. yeah this was this was a good one this was hard there's a lot of topics and once again truth is in the eye of the beholder everybody's going to take things differently and feel things differently but it is that fact that i feel you know we do have a collective conscience responsibility to just you know as as the buddhist thought process goes if you can't 
be a benefit at least do no harm yeah absolutely i think just you know honoring truth what it is you know all of us have our own truth and we can honor that yeah without judgment you know yeah um and maybe just have a conversation about truth and what truth means to you you know you'd be surprised you just give a little attention to something and all of a sudden you're like wow wow oh my gosh wow all these realizations i can't believe i never thought about this before i mean but all it really is is just putting a little attention yeah so you know maybe you can just uh think about what truth means to you and you know hopefully you can take our words and what we've shared and um you know bring it into your own life and your own perspective and you know just give truth a little bit of uh if not you can always love. just bring up the fact of should we speak the truth about santa claus and, the family gather? <laughs> and look at the fun that Tim. happens <laughs> don't get me started drop that f-bomb again all right it was uh it was wonderful joining yeah. you guys today so glad we got back to it after a couple week break i think i think and i know i probably said this three times already that we might do emotional manipulation next week. I think week. it's time. I think is we really time? need to work And we can on kind that. of spin it off because it can be, it's my love child and we can use all yeah. the rage that I have for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which clearly we've all yeah. felt now There's today. There's a lot so of be feelings a good going lead on in there. there. Yeah, um, I think that sounds good, emotional yes. manipulation. So that one's going to be on the block, so you have to stay tuned and see. We could be talking about something completely different. <laughs> all right, have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Jen and I look forward to sharing more of our healing journey with you.